new episode episode three right welcome welcome this is thought boosting we got myself the dreamer canna and then we got the realist ahmed on the podcast today and then we have our special guest ricky how's it going guys this is ricky ricky so ricky we known him since almost as long as i know Snapchat. or no the same amount of time right? yeah same amount of time around the same time bro i don't know it was a grade one probably so yeah it's almost been 20 it's always been 20 years since we've all known each other yeah we mentioned that before yeah, go way back so it's, it's kind of crazy it's kind of like you're a guest but really you're like you're one of us at the same time it's kind of it'll be kind of interesting to talk to you alex for boys <laughs> it's been a while yeah you're back in the hood we're with the hood people all right stop <laughs> this bro stop this okay all right so ricky mm-hmm. we had we had a list of questions can i put together some questions for you uh-huh. so you can go through them all right we're gonna ask them but if we go on a tangent we sort of go on the off topic that's okay how about first like ricky just tell a little bit about himself first yeah. about his career about what he's doing right now mm-hmm. what he thinks about life and then we'll go ask you about a little bit about, about your life. photography Sorry, my bad. Think about success, right? Like success. Talk about photography, success a little bit, and then any other topics we can think of. Well, first I'll introduce myself. Yes. So my name is Ricky. Um, during the day, I'm actually a teacher, um, and on the side, I am a photographer. So I run uh, various, so my photography company, we do weddings, we do engagements, club events, corporate events, birthdays, basically everything. Basically, if you need photographer anything and anything, Ricky's your guy. And you also run events, right? Uh, yes, I've done a handful, but I usually, yeah, it's not bad. I've seen videos. Pretty <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if you find them, that sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time you have an event, we'll like, we'll like shout out. Yeah, yeah. We'll like the twelve people that listen. To us. Yeah, your last event that you had, uh, your appreciation one. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun event. Your. Oh, thank you. Thank that was a good event. Hey, a lot of hard work behind that. So. Yeah, organizing events in general takes effort. You you hire employees to like be there and like security. Um, and... that's all venue. Oh, they so, take care of that side. Yeah, yeah. DJ at the end well? of the day, you just well, no DJs are friendly, so yeah, yeah, which makes sense. But make sure you support the people. Yeah, you are. cool. So you got the hookups with the good, the sickest DJs in Toronto. Uh, Any yeah, pretty much. Uh, too many shows. Too many shows. Like two hundred DJs. So. Alright, you know DJ No Limits. Yeah. Side joke. You know DJ? DJ no, Limits? I don't. Oh, that was Janisha's DJ name. We're trying to become a, like try to be a DJ. Probably still is maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a rare thing. Not a lot of people figure out their nine to five and also have a side hustle and keep continue to keep it running. Well, it's all about the living condition we're in because we live in toronto and it's pretty much impossible to live in toronto if without two jobs because that's how the city's economy is and as millennials yeah quote unquote um yeah you just need to hustle yeah, it's hard now, man. Yeah, you gotta hustle, you gotta make sure the bread is rolling. If the bread don't roll, it's not, not doing a good job. Exactly, if the bread don't roll. Yeah, basically, all of us, our, the prices our parents paid for the houses we live in right now is not what we're gonna be paid, bro. Yeah. Sometimes, almost like five times, six times as much. Absolutely. So it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be hard, but that's that's part of what we, what we started this podcast for. We really didn't figure out our hobby, mm-hmm. so we're trying to like, do something that we enjoy, which is just talk to successful people and get their stories mm-hmm. and sort of get them out there. So it's well, kind of cool. No, thank you for having me today. Yeah, <laughs> considering me successful. But yeah. All right. 
Let's see what I can show. Yeah, success is gained in many ways, and like. Yeah, right. And the coolest thing is how everybody short sells themselves. But you definitely have done a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. One thing. Yeah. I don't know. We started meeting up again after we met at Planet Fitness, bro. And to me. <laughs> well, like as much as you hustle, you want to take care of your health as well, because yeah, yeah. you can make money anytime. Yeah. Money fast. can be made anytime, but time for friends, time for your, uh, yourself. Yeah. You, you have to make time for that. Yeah, for sure, man. And to me, Planet Fitness, I hate that place. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I stopped going. You not just, sponsored by Planet. Yeah, not sponsored. By, I don't know if you can tell. Uh, yeah, bro, I think I, I stopped going myself still. But like, that's because I started. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Both gyms and like even hustles. Like once you're done with something, you know you've gotten enough out of it. You move on to the next, right? Like I'm sure you didn't start off by doing everything in photography. You started off with one thing and then added on, mm-hmm. as you saw, like where the market was going, where the money was. Mm-hmm like it, it really changes and i think it's kind of cool that you not only do weddings and like modern photography like which i've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. do you also do those events and i don't know a lot of people that do those events so i can like if i had somebody in mind that i'd hire thank you so yeah um how do you get started in photography let's start off with that um photography was always a hobby for me so mm-hmm. in grade 11 then i got my first camera and then i had yearbook so in high school there was a yearbook club was in charge of taking the pictures for the yearbook for the entire year yeah so they picked me because i just had a camera and just the snapped around <laughs> so it was fun like that that year i all i pretty much if you look at my grade 12 high school yearbook basically i'd say 80 percent of the pictures were the pictures i took holy crap they like your pictures then well you're it's fired. not even that there was no there's no other photographer <laughs> that was willing to take the time to do it right so no it's your that's what you like to do right? um so that was a hobby thing, and then I had a part like I had a photography partner in yearbook, mm. so we worked together a lot. So one actually, so one day, uh, he was on the bus. He had his camera around yeah, his yeah. neck like a tourist. Yeah. And a random stranger came up to him on the bus. The the oh. stranger was like, "Hey, you have a camera? You want to work for me?" So obviously what? the guy is my friend here is scared, right? Like yeah. stranger danger, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah. up to me, like asking me to work. Fifteen or something? No, we were grade twelve. Oh, so. grade 17, yeah. 17, 18. Yeah, yeah. So he calls me up. He's like, "Yo, Ricky, you want to come, like, help me out here?" So next thing you know, it. So I agree because I, I was like, "No, whatever," right? So next thing you know, it. We're in a pool party. Same. <laughs> in Marco. Wow. Like, uh, a 17 year old yeah like we're like a, like a backyard pool party we're just taking pictures what everyone's no. having fun and stuff like that and we had a great time so then after the gig i exchanged numbers with that stranger right and then we stopped talking for a year all right all right and then when i hit 18 uh he called me he's like hey ricky you want to work at a bar like uh oh, sure Every okay. so every so at a bar like a bar like a normal oh, public yeah. bar people like drinking yeah. stuff. So <clears throat> so I signed up for it. So every Saturday when I was just hit eighteen, I started at a bar, just took pictures every weekend. Got paid eighty bucks. Damn. Okay. It's yeah. Not bad. Not bad for one. Cash, yeah, cash, it's tough. Cash it's tough, right? Because I had the bus home at like three in the morning. Oh, By the time I got home, yeah. it was like four. Oh. And like imagine being in Toronto, right? So if it's snowstorm, I still gotta go down. Oh. And by the time I go home, it's like four or five o'clock. Like it's crazy. And I only got paid eighty bucks. They all think about that. 
Yo, looking back at that, like, how's it making you feel about where you are? Well, compared to what I do now, it's very different. Yeah, so, but, but throughout, like, the time I was at the bar, I met, like, DJs and promoters. Yeah. So then the DJ, like, would, like over time, we developed a good relationship. Mm. So he introduced me to other DJs. So they, yeah. and the, these other DJs do events. Right. So yeah. then they hired me to do the pictures, and then... Yeah. As my as I started doing pictures for those DJs, other DJs noticed, and then they called me. Oh, so it just yeah. built from that from that day forward. That's just how everything took off. Right. So you struggled with eighty and then made your way to the uh, Friday. Uh, you climbed up. Me for prices later. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you started off at eighty and made your climb to where you are now. Damn, well, that's a real like starting from the bottom yeah. story. <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's how it is. It's just hard work. Wow. And then in terms of w- what you do for a living, so you're a teacher. So that was sort of what you back home was, something to fall back on, or was it well, something you always wanted to do? Mm, so teaching. Teaching was always a passion for me. Like, that's what I wanted to do for, like, since high school. Like, right. I started volunteering in grade nine with, like, kids or the middle school back, like, beside us. Mm-hmm. And I just learned how to enjoy working with children and stuff like that. Right. So I was like, you know what? Let's not do computer work. And let's do teach let, let's, let's do teaching. So we enjoy it, right? Well first of all I get to the parent talk, right? Oh, yeah. So I'd be like, Mom, Dad, I don't want to be a teacher, uh, not an engineer know. anymore. Ooh. And me being a token Asian, yeah. it's not a good conversation. <laughs> so that was that. Um they were like, Okay, you know what? Do what you wanna do, son. Damn. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's well. At, at first, they were hesitant. Right? Yeah, it's right. like my son's not a lawyer, engineer, engineer doctor. Right. Yeah, no, that's He's not staying in this house. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. Um, spent five years in university, got my teaching degree, and now I'm teaching now. Um, unfortunately, due to a lot of political movement right now, so yeah. it's it's hard being a teacher now. So you don't but, have to uh, say anything, but I think a lot of the cuts that Doug Ford made did not make any sense. But no, uh, no, 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 I'll I'll keep my <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah like yeah. it's just political change. It, there's there will yeah. always be political change. So yeah, because I think I think one thing that if the government needs to invest in the most is more into education. Cutting funds to education just just doesn't make sense to me. But, no, I agree with you on that because education is the future. If you don't teach the kids well when they're younger. Mm-hmm. You give them a disadvantage. So I was just reading a article about a person who's in high school where the school had to cut, cut a lot of his courses because they couldn't fund those courses Which anymore. Courses it was like law courses or something. It's taking your 12 to 4. Like things that would take people outside the box. Yeah. And like Asian people, me too. Like we're all Asian technically. We all have similar types of parents. And not a lot of us take the risks of trying to do something outside of those. Like I'm... Well, no, even with the photography, they're like, risk. That's risk. what was I doing out at two in the morning <laughs> yeah, on a yeah. weekend? Like, am I going to drunk? Like, yeah, drunk, yeah, like smoke weed, like do all the like bad stuff. I'm like, Did you keep it pretty good? Like, you, well, they didn't know what I was doing yeah, yeah. until yeah. they realized, like, You're hustling. they realized I was hustling. I'm not asking them for money anymore. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Just be safe because of that environment, just because of the club environment. Right, right. So yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll be fine, and I'm still here today talking to you guys. So I, yeah, I should be it worked fine. out. It worked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's that was how photography came to be. Say word. 
So it's, it wasn't only like you going out of your way. Some things sort of fell into place. Some things were out like you were challenges. Well, you had to to start just from that encounter of my friend meeting a stranger on a bus is yeah. a luck. Yeah, it's all luck. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so, a piece of it. It's a piece of it. Because if, if you didn't do those eighty dollar nights, like yeah, because right? you had to. It takes time to develop these relationships with people, right? And when you do a good job, people will refer you. Yeah. And yeah. it just builds on that. Yeah. And what's your Instagram page? Uh, you can... Oh, I gotta plug my Instagram? Yeah, uh, yeah, My Instagram is rymedia. You can uh, follow it. RY Media on Instagram. Yo, I already follow it. And honestly, I don't think you need Yo, help with some... followers, but go and follow Don't worry. You got a lot. But you got some fresh things on your uh, Instagram. I checked it out. Like, so. Yeah. What do you mean by fresh things? Like, that's all the comments. Don't worry. Just, <laughs> just check it out if, we want, if you're interested. Yeah. If you're not, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Man, that's what it is nowadays. Social media is, I don't know if social media does more for you than your actual interactions with people, but I feel like. Well, that's my, my business only runs on social media. I don't have a website. No. The only website that I have is where club people go to see their photos. So they literally DM you for business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I do during the day. Like when I'm not teaching, if I'm like, or I'm on lunch break, they'll just check the DM. It's all business work. It's no, no, nothing else. Say word. That's sick. That's like, the future. And Kanashan actually, he does uh, social media marketing. Yeah, I'm starting to, I did it for a small company and I'm starting to learn. So I'm trying to manage a few more. It takes time. It takes time. It's a hard, it's a hard hustle. I need to learn how to do more stuff better. But like I worked for this one and they were, weren't doing wait, stuff. Wait, wait, well, how much is the lady paying you as a massage parlor? Yeah, right? 80 bucks. And then Yo, I, it's 80 bucks, bro. This is 80 bucks number is special. One, 80 bucks per month, per month. Oh, it's okay. not like, <laughs> but that's still pretty, like, because most people in this field get charged like four or 500 bucks a month. I'm charging 80 bucks just to get my foot through the door, mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. the skill sets I need, right? The goals are keep hustling, man. Don't give up on that. I have to make sure I don't lose it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's like, like Ricky, he started off $80 just going for one night. And that's really hard. <laughs> well, in the beginning, but, yeah. when I was younger, I had the energy to yeah. stay up that late. Yeah. I was like, you know what, 80 bucks, whatever. But now it's, now that I'm older, like, I'm like, if you're not paying me, insert the price here, I'm no, not showing Yeah, you got, your, you got your bar set now. Yeah. That makes sense. It becomes the works, at the end of the day, you want to make it so the work speaks for itself. Yeah. You If you're, not, if you're afraid to say no, you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So you, so you have it, to be able to say no to clients because I've turned yeah. away clients. Like, you know what? Maybe like I've turned away clients, and I know something better will show up. Because mm. I I strongly believe in what, when one door closes, another door opens. Yeah. So you have to be decisive in whatever you do. Well, it has to be fair, right? It's just communicating with the client, being professional about it. That's all it is. You don't like uh, bend your morals. Like if they say something, you would just be like, "No, this is my offer," and then either walk away, right? Oh, you have to walk away. If you don't walk away, they'll it's just abuse you. They'll abuse their relationship, yeah, exactly. right? So, and you can't. Your businesses can't afford that. So, makes sense. Damn man. So, what? you went to school for oh education specifically? Yes, for for teaching. Okay, so that was. So I have no pro like all the photography stuff. I have zero schooling. I didn't. You didn't take any course. I didn't take any course in school. I didn't do anything. I just so I picked up the camera like because the because yeah, yeah. photography is more so doing right experience. You can't really well, you study it. A lot of the things that people study, they don't learn until they're outside of their schools to yeah. do it. 
So yeah, honestly, for me, a lot of the younger people, if they start doing that, if they start doing what they want to do early on, like if, I, if I'm not telling my nephews and nieces, like people who are younger, I want them to start doing like the things they want rather than pushing them to study, study, study and get the best grades. Having both of those things are good, but if you're if you're not doing the actual activity, you don't really know if you even like it, right? Mm. Yeah. So. so that's well, it's funny that you talk about schooling because the part my partner in your book went to school for photography. And so yeah. while I started my photography at the bar, he spent that entire time studying. So now he's done now, and now he's just starting his starting his business. His business. Wow. So he is now five years behind. Right. So at the wow. end of the day, it's how you pursue. Yeah. Like, what do you think your priorities are? Yeah. With what you want to do. So you have to get them in check earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the schooling will help in terms of technical aspects of knowing what type of lenses to use. But also, photography, there's a lot of clients, right? Yeah. What clients do you want to grab with your work? Like a business client. Let's say like like uh, let's say Samsung came up to you to take a picture of <clears throat> like our entertainment marketing that we're doing. <coughs> Would you be that would be like an event, event marketer? But if you have like a product or like a model, it's product like, photography is growing up right now. If, yeah. if I had a choice, I'd switch to that. But right now I'm too too uh, locked with the event work. Yeah, <laughs> you got you everything rolling. It makes sense once something's working. It's hard to get out. Like even, I mean, I know it's kind of a lame example, but even accounting and like business, when, you, when you're in an industry, you sort of stick to that industry. It's very hard to make a shift into like a different industry. Yeah. It's because you learn the skill sets and transferable skills for that industry, right? You don't learn anything else. It's harder to go yeah. from one to the next if you don't learn those skill sets earlier on because it's harder to learn when you get older. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I think it's kind of cool that you're doing photography because I don't think that's going anywhere in terms of automation. Some no, drones aren't going to automatically be able to find that like artistic point of view. Well, there are photo booths. Oh yeah. We're not going to talk about. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so while you're doing photography, like, what was the best experience so far as a photographer? Uh, best experience was when I did my first destination wedding. Oh uh, yeah, where was it? So the there's actually it's funny because the couple I met was at the club. Wow. So this is how the business works, basically. So as I'm doing a lot of club work, I grow with these people. I grow with these couples. Yeah. So right. when they get married, who's the photographer they see the most? That it's always me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that was really nice to, like, my first destination wedding, I got to travel out That's really cool. the country to ex just experience that. It's, it's hard work. So they pay right. to bring you there. So they fly me over and yeah. they add money on top for the work I'm actually doing. That is fantastic. What was the favorite destination wedding you went to? I just came back from Jamaica, right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wow. that that was that was fun too. I just finished delivering the photos, so that was fun to side me. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good to like. It's not just like the photography experience but the fact that you're interacting with families and as a photographer you now become part of the family yeah because you get to meet the uncles you get to meet the aunties you're at the event yeah at the yeah. Wedding. yeah yeah so it's just one piece mm -hmm. of their experience and then what you gave them will last with them <laughs> for yeah. much a while yeah like oh even just today like i had a client from two years ago called me and i haven't spoken to him two years but he remembers everything I did for them because I did their family photos, and now they want to refer me to like other work. 
Man. So it's just being professional from the dot, and you don't know what impact you have on them until they message you back or try mm-hmm. to refer some refer you to someone, right? Because then you see the impact, whether it be good or bad. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta be good at what you do for that, man. <coughs> Respects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So one thing, do you do you think you get more passion for your teaching or your photography business? What are you more into right now? It's a balance of both. You really have to balance both mm-hmm. because you have to make sure you're on the ball for both. Yeah, that's hard, man. It is very hard. Because yeah. I know a lot of people they tried they tried something to do like find dual incomes, trying to find other ways to make money. But yeah, a lot of people fail just because it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. It is very stressful. Yeah. But it's just how you deal with the stress. Yeah. Not everyone can do that. Yeah. Plus, it's what you get out of it. So you likely that drive once you succeed is probably very satisfying. Uh, getting there. Yeah, yeah. it's a process. Yeah, yeah. And we're still young, bro. We've got what, 10, 15 years from uh, now. Hopefully, there's a five-year plan in place for you. But I have a five-year plan. So yeah, yeah. I have a really unrealistic five-year plan because I'm like the dreamer, right? So my five-year plan is really unrealistic. Yeah. So like this guy wants like. What, 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 say, say your five year I want to be a CEO of my own company and have like five different income sources, so five different businesses bringing in income. But yeah. then I also want that income to be help supporting a youth league that I want to manage. Mm-hmm. Soccer league, right? Well, just a youth league in general. It doesn't matter if it's basketball, soccer. Oh. It's just all right to well, be funding a youth league in general. So like yours is mainly soccer oriented, but I wouldn't mind helping other. If there's other sports a youth uh, youth is interested, in, why not help fund that? Yeah. Help diversify, yeah, man, and help the community in a way that I can't before because I didn't have either the finances or the resources or the network, right? Yeah. See, when I hear yours and I think of my own, mine is super logical. Like, I think I'll be a CPA within five years. I'll have, I'll be more of in like a team lead type managerial role, very basic. But in terms of outside of work, I want to be significantly stronger physically. And I want to have uh, seen many more places in the world. It's very, honestly, super mainstream. We're very different people. <laughs> because, like, yeah. I was talking about before to Ricky about how there's three types of personalities, dreamers, realists, or the hard worker, right? Which do you think do you fit into? Uh, I'd like to say I put in a lot of hard work. Hard worker, definitely. Yeah. The late nights are pretty draining, especially when yeah. you have to like, get to work. Because photography is not just going out to shoot photos. You have to, after you do that, you have to go home edit. and sit on your chair and edit. Yeah. Editing takes a huge chunk of time of your day. So, do, you, do you ever contract it out? Um, I prefer not to because I want to develop that home style that clients like. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, because I've seen your page, it's, you have this sort of style that like you go in and yeah, it's yeah. like a party lively. Event. Well, it's consistent. Like, you want. The main, to have a good business, you have to be reliable and you have to be consistent. So if the quality is consistent, people will call you. And the hours, there's more hours in editing than actually photography. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you have to make sure every unique detail of the picture is to your standard, right? Like even weddings for now, like, okay, so let's say I shoot a wedding for 12 hours, sometimes more than that because I do like some weddings for multiple days. Um, it, my turnaround time is almost six to eight weeks. So even though I'll shoot a wedding for 12 hours, you won't get a photo until after six to eight weeks because during those six to eight weeks, I'm just looking at files. 
Right. Yeah. And do you do like what's it called videography? Uh, videography. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good thing you brought up videography because yeah. that stranger on the bus is now my business partner wow. for weddings. Look at and that. He does my oh, wedding videos. That's awesome. That's a full circle, right? Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd like to say so. so he's, he's a little bit more techy with the software that comes into like video. And uh, it's a lot more equipment involved. Oh, I see. So had to, and the investments for this are huge, too. Um, yes. Equipment's expensive. The entry, the entry as a photographer is very expensive because you want to have some good equipment to work with. Right. I'd say you need to put at least 10 grand right. to well, start. Yeah. That's why that. it's a bit... That's why it's a bit hard for people to get into it, because one, they need to buy a good camera, and two, they have to be decent. Yeah, not only somebody just goes and buys the equipment. And you can't forget photography is an art, not just yeah. pressing a button. Oh, yeah, no, I agree, because when I borrow Jesus' camera, just taking a picture to, that looks good, and then trying to fix it is just already so hard. And trying to do the social media thing, like, I have to take good pictures, like, I wish I could be able to pay someone just to take the, the proper picture yeah, you who, can tell, you who can has tell the experience because, like, just going into a store and trying to figure out that angle, the people, mm-hmm. like, the, getting that nice smile to make it look natural for the mm-hmm. Instagram accounts is already you, so hard. You can tell hard. the difference very quickly between a professional photographer yeah, and an amateur. Just it's just, it's, it's weird. Uh, I see a lot of those if you're holding an iPad at yeah. a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's, it's easy to tell, but I can't tell how I would be able to make the difference picture so yeah it's definitely an art it's something that's not i guess it's not only people underestimate it yeah no i don't underestimate it man no but there are people that underestimate art in general right they make the jokes like why go to art school and you're going to work at mcdonald's at the end of the day like they make those jokes right but they don't understand that it's actually difficult to do what they're doing and they think the way that they're thinking right i agree i mean (laughs) you kind of started off kind of funny (laughs) yo you never heard that before no, I do, I do. Like I remember, there was like a Joe Rogan podcast where he talked about how one comedian was just saying, "There's a waste of time to go to art school." He was an engineer. Uh, I forgot his name. Wow, oh, this guy. But basically, he was an aerospace engineer at uh, Boeing, and he does stand-up comedy now, and he's like in a bunch of TV shows. And he studied engineering, so he didn't need that art degree. So, in terms of education, I guess it's a little bit different. Once again, it's the experience I think that matters more than that art degree or whatever it is. Just like, if I can remember his name, I would say it. <laughs> I would ask, one question I asked you a bit more about photography is like, mm-hmm. what is one thing you wish you knew when you started taking photos? Like when you started into getting fixated into the photography industry or events in particular? So with photography, what I realized is you might have to start off doing things for free because you need to practice. You, if you can't justify your price, no one's going to hire you. For example, like in the beginning, like clients will always ask for a portfolio. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't have work, how can I spit out numbers yeah. to them? And it doesn't make sense. So when I first started, like I always thought, Hey, I gotta, once I turn on the camera, I better get paid. Mm-hmm. But now like it's okay to do stuff for free because you need that experience but once you gather experience you can start justifying numbers 
it's like it's like a resume when you first start looking for a job. If you have no experience, yeah, on your resume very very simple. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that yeah. sounds good. Like, so you're telling people build a portfolio, whether it be free or paid, like yeah. uh, internship work for photography, and just mm. get that experience going, mm. so then they can get the better foot yeah. through the door. It's kind of crazy how you know, people have such a strong bias for unpaid internships in like professional workspaces, but really every business and every hustle that you could have usually starts off with your own unpaid type work. Even with your uh, social media marketing, you would have to offer some free. Uh, marketing work for people so you can show other clients what you've done. That's what right. I've been doing, or I've been yeah. offering very cheap, just be like, I just need to cover some basic uh, cost for the like, software, and then I can do most of the work for free, but it's gonna be cheap. But, like, let's say if I try to bring someone else in who has the experience or in certain aspects, like for web development or photography, they're gonna have to pay that little thing, but that's not gonna be paying me, that's paying them because they have the portfolio that I don't have. Yeah, but yeah, so it's actually, um, even though I said you do things for free, when I did it, I did nothing for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's only because yeah. now that I think back of it, I should have done it for free. Mm. Because more it's free. just it. I think it'd be a more pot, like you can take more risks mm. when it's free because right. the client will not expect anything. When yeah. you charge something, the client will expect something of quality. Yeah. Let's say I you let's say you pay me fifty bucks. Yeah. You're going to expect something that is worth fifty dollars. Yeah. But if I if you call me in for free, you shouldn't expect anything. And that's where the learning comes in because you can afford to make mistakes. Yeah. You can afford to do all that. Yeah. It's and just that's that makes for a better learning experience for you. Yeah. It's just like doing a co-op or like an internship as a student. Like the people, the employer really shouldn't be expecting the best employee of the month. They they know what they're getting themselves into, and you know what you're getting yourself into. It's an experience. Like so you were saying, you would open more opportunities for yourself that way too, in a way. But because I did it so cheap, like in the beginning, I have now lured that customer in. Yeah, another. So story. as I'm doing better stuff over time, I can now start pulling yeah. bigger numbers. Yeah. And if they say no, I say no. Bye bye. Yeah. You basically did your own marketing without having to pay for marketing. You did it. So I kind of just kind of yeah. like lured that client in by charging less. Yeah. But over time, and you could charge a fair price. You got that transition into yeah. a different bracket, different quality mm -hmm. price point because now people see the quality of your work, and then it's like a you're Netflix free trial, right? <laughs> Netflix for a month like even now, like yeah. I still have clients that hired me when I was fifty dollars. Or eighty dollars. Wow, that's so, it now. That's but, so now I'm not, but obviously, compared to back then, I'm now no longer charging them. Yeah, no way. Because you yeah. can't. Because now it's like there's so many people that want you to work uh, and be their photographer. Like it's like you can turn. Them <laughs> because, well, that's not, well, no. Well, because of that, I have guys, right? So I have guys that work under me. Yeah. So because because I have um, so much work coming in. And I'm very thankful for that. I have I have now trained guys to go in for me and shoot exactly how I shoot it. Mm. But the thing is, I only pay my guys to take the pictures, and I pay myself to edit the pictures. Yeah. So then my clients are receiving the same quality work. Nice. At the end of the day, that makes sense. 
Nice man, happy to hear it's, it's going that way. Alright, we got maybe 10 more minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's switch it off to uh, another topic that we we're thinking about success. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about, like, through photography, through your teaching, right? Mm -hmm. What success has we found? Well, success is when, well, to my belief, is collecting wealth. And wealth means making money when you're sleeping. <laughs> so, even though I'm working so hard, I want to collect that first lump of money that I can invest in. Because mm -hmm. I can work so hard right now, but where's that money going? It's just stuck in the bank, but I want bigger than that. I want to take, let's say, for example, purchasing a property and renting it out. Yeah. That is making money when you're sleeping. Right. Yeah. And that's what I want to achieve. Yeah, I'm saying... In terms of what my sal like your regular salary, I want to be able to save up enough. Well, right now I use TFSAs, I use like savings accounts, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that does grow. But property's huge, like GICs and all that. Like, yeah, they don't make you anything. They don't make like no, a I, ten I, yeah. year GIC only racks you like nothing. Mm -hmm. grand. Nothing, bro. No, yeah, I pick my I pick my own stock and like yeah. property, so it's a little bit different. But yeah. I'll keep that so you believe until at one point you achieve success once there's things bring you income without you having to do the work? Yes, because now I can now when I have wealth, I can use the time for other things. So you're saying wealth is not only bring money being come in, it's also other things like happiness, family, yeah, exactly, and that stuff. I believe is money does buy happiness if you've earned it. <laughs> oh damn! Okay, all right. So right. you're saying if you haven't earned the like money if yourself, I've earned every dollar, and I spend it, I will be happy. So, so you think someone who wins the lottery who haven't hasn't earned that hasn't dollar? earned it? You're not gonna be happy because it just mm -hmm. fell in your hands. Well, let's say they took that. Let's say you won the lottery, right? And you won that money, and you start investing it and start earning on that money you would then yes it. then that's that would fall under the earning that would fun yeah. earning right but you would be unhappy if they just kept spending it without trying to make money off of it well i, I haven't won a billion dollars so it's a very different experience yeah it's a, yeah it's hard to explain it's you can't that's a hypothetical right? yeah it's so just like, hypothetical it's just like it's very hard to describe yeah. that but that's how I see it from my experience. No, no, there was uh, basically when earned wealth is uh, given down to second generation, third generation, it usually doesn't last very long and people start to fail and they start to lose motivation. It's usually that one individual or that group that earns that wealth that continues on that like successful path. Then that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah, but if your successful generation doesn't know how to earn money off the wealth that was being already well that's also developed. your responsibility to make yeah. sure they know that what they're doing because that kind of gets into my like next kind of thing like people say there's nature versus nurture right whereas nature is your environment that helps you develop success or it's nurtures your parent and how you grew up at home mm -hmm. that helps you develop the success do you think it's a mix of both or there's one leading more into that's developing your success uh, uh definitely a mix of both because your environment will shape the way you think as well when you work with people who are very professional, you learn a lot of stuff from them. Sometimes you have to take a step back, because even though you think you might know a lot of stuff, because you want that opportunity for them to show you what they know. Yeah, you know, learn from them. So at the end of the day, environment is very important. Yeah, especially so for yeah, teachers. So, yes, well, I'm, 
I'm not even talking about teaching or yeah. photography in general. It's yeah. just life. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't be around toxic people. If, you, yeah, if someone is pulling you down, cut that. They yeah. don't need that in your life. Exactly. I agree 100%, man. Yes. Talk about that first episode, too. You gotta, Same yeah. with wasting time. If you waste yeah. my time, I have no... Yeah. Also, I'm very sorry for being late today. <laughs> oh, another thing to being successful, make sure you are punctual. Yeah, yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah. All right. How you feeling? You feel? You got more questions? Uh, I had one thing I just want to bring it up. It's something I learned yeah. from working on sales. It was um, it's something they brought from a uh, some your, your, your tell us experience. Yeah, tell us experience. Mm-hmm. It's from my tell us experience. It's a, uh, it's called the eight things you need to know when you're working mm-hmm. for like tell us like you need to know this stuff and we just try to pull That's up the funny. document i applied to tell us and they turned me down <laughs> because i couldn't work weekends damn how long ago was that that was like two years ago oh, wow. when i was like when i didn't have a teaching job oh you're just trying to fill in the gaps so i just want to see if you guys think this is true or false it's the eight great work habits right and do you think these work habits will lead to success or will at least help you on the right path to your journey to where you want to be in life? You need to have maintain a great attitude every day. Be happy. Always be on time. Like you said, punctuality. Be prepared. You always have to be prepared, right? Work a full day. They say work your territory, so work your industry the right way you need to work it. Mm-hmm. So wherever you are, whatever industry, whatever you have to do, you work it at the best so if you're in accounting you do your job in accounting mm-hmm. to the best of your ability if you're photography you do that to the best of your ability right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if you have customers or clients you treat them with respect mm-hmm. uh, you understand your opportunities and like you understand when you have to take a step back or when you take a step forward and the last one is you take control do you think those are great eight great work habits to lead you to on the path of success or oh uh, definitely definitely all of them have some sort of influence to becoming successful do you think you should focus on others or work on the balance of all eight um it's hard to work on the balance of all eight because there's so many right but you do the best of your ability so even though there's eight as long as you do your best in those eight i think that will definitely drive you to success how about you what do you say i mean there's also other factors but if you consider just those eight, because uh, those eight, there are definitely other factors. There's other yeah. factors. We have like five steps yeah, of conversation where it's like yeah. introduction. You have the C factor, smile, um, eye contact, enthusiasm. So you, when you talk, you talk with a good pitch, very proper tone. So you're so not monotone. The thing about these specifically are sales, right? The, these the, are sales, the sales, but I feel like the stuff that I learned from sales from working with Telus can factor to other things like. Let's say if you're going to work every day, right? You're going to the negative positivity, like Ricky was saying before, right? Negative. That affects you. If you can't go to work positive, are you going to put down your best foot every day when you're going to work? No. And would that lead to your success or would that hold you back from success because you're going in negative every day? Obviously, yeah, for sure. Well, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, Yeah. Very, very straightforward. Yeah, I, I don't, no cutting corners. And another thing I think hinders success, but I'm not sure if you guys agree with this, is fear of loss, sense of urgency, indifference, and Jones effect. What's the Jones effect? It's when, when when you see someone else doing something, you want to do the exact same thing. But that can hinder you in a way because just because someone else do it doesn't mean it's going to be working for you. So you, you have to like separate yourself from 
like what other people do and just have what like what what is the effect? Because this is for sale, so but I realize it can also affect you because let's say you bought a telephone, right? And I went next door and told the owner that the guy next door bought the telephone, right? He might just want to be like, okay, like this guy bought it, why sh- I should buy it too, right? Because now someone else bought it, right? Fear of missing out. Yeah, it's fear of missing out, pretty much. <laughs> the Jones effect, monkey see, monkey do, right? But do you think just because someone else did it, you should do it as well? What do you mean? Like, let's say someone. Wait, where, where, where are we going with this? Okay. So I'll, I'll try to get. Uh, so this is to help get sales. That's what it's for. For sales. So what you're supposed to push the person to believe is that they're missing out on something that somebody else has done and you should also be doing that but don't you think that affects someone like let's say you're going going in university and you see someone else getting success in photography like yo what i should do photography now do you think people do that or when people see other success and you think they should take themselves out of that picture and just see if that would work for them that's what i think it's like the jones effect like people depends on the person the person can benefit from looking at other examples then they should right again it's who you surround yourself yeah, it goes back. It goes back to yeah. all of that. Like if it's a if it's not a good aspect of a person that they're paying attention to, then they, they could benefit by not wanting to be in that situation. And if it's a positive thing that that individual is doing around them, then they could get benefit from trying to be like them. So, yeah, those are very specific examples. So, well, yeah, I just want to be a bit more specific this time. Be a little bit less broad than we were in our last podcast. Yeah, yeah, true. Every day is improving. Right. And on your journey to success, has there anyone that influenced you? Influence. Um, I think it's just be again. I always go back to being around good people because those are your influencers. I don't have a specific name or a person, but just being in that environment, being in a positive environment, you you learn from that. Like, it's just very professional. Everyone's on their A game, and there's no margin for error. And that's how businesses should be. You have to be making, you have to make sure you're communicating all the time with your clients, make sure you're checking in, and just having that personal connection. Even though it's business, you still have to have some sort of human connection with them. And that's what's, that's what keeps them coming back because they know they will get that relationship and good service from you. Mm-hmm. That makes so sense. One in particular, more of a more of an environment that you surrounded yourself with the people that were in those environments. Yeah. That makes sense. So, Ricky, do you have any last word for the viewers? And then after that, you will just say where they can catch you out on Instagram. Oh, I'll and plug then... myself again. <laughs> uh, RY Media. R-Y Media. <laughs> Um, no, very, very good podcast. Uh, touched on some great points. Um, but yeah, no, keep up the good work. It's that's, how, that's how that's how things start. You, the fact that you started and took a risk, and that's how we become successful. Do you have any yeah. questions for us as a host? Uh, questions? No, no <laughs> questions. <laughs> just here to relax. Yeah, if you're hungry, we can go get some Malaysians. <laughs> All right, just nope. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks everybody. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. 
Uh, definitely would love to have you again in the future when you're a multi-billionaire. Oh, <laughs> Shout out for everyone listening on to Apple Podcasts and Spotify the last few weeks. We have been growing our followers and you can always check out Rye Media on Instagram and have a great day.